you're through departures. Do you know the kind of stress that it is to, to go through passport control and, and all the baggage checks? And, and you get to the departures lounge and it's as if, unless you're late for your flight, of course, it's as if you can just go, oh, have a bit of a breathe. Because you're in a space where there's this present moment that you're in, that you've, that you've been through something. You're looking ahead to where you're going, whatever flight you're going to be catching. But in this moment, you have a whole plethora of choices, of options of what to browse in some of the shops, in some of the duty-free places, or maybe where and sit to where you might eat something before the plane. And that's where we are in this second session. We're thinking about this option of a choice that we have. So keep that departure image in your mind, but know that a choice is coming. Decisions are coming that we have to make in our lives. So in session one, when we were thinking about the arrivals and going through arrivals to get to the departures lounge, we looked at a, a decent section of John chapter one. And we looked at particularly who John says Jesus is, why Jesus came and what he came to do. So please go back and look at that one if you missed that talk. But now we're thinking about the Departures Lounge and as I say, a choice that we get to make and a choice which we see people in John chapter one being given the opportunity to choose. So let's dive in, shall we? Thinking that we're in the Departures Lounge. So turn to John chapter one, either using your in-flight magazine, if you've downloaded a copy or have a physical copy of that, or just open a Bible somewhere to John chapter one, and we're going to delve into it. To put this second section into context, we just need to put into context who this person is, John the Baptist. Now he's introduced in the first bit of the chapter. Um, but by his own testimony, he is a voice of one calling in the wilderness. Make straight the way for the Lord. That's verse 23 of chapter one. John the Baptist is pointing the Israelites, the people of God that we see in the Old Testament. He's saying to them, there is a Messiah coming we need to be prepared make way the, uh, the make straight the way for the lord a messiah is coming a messiah literally means someone who saves the savior of the world and, and john the baptist is looking around the world that he is inhabiting and he sees the need for a savior he sees the need for god to intervene and make a way for people to know him and to be saved by him. I wonder as we look around the world that we inhabit right now, whether we also see that same need. Whether there are pockets of the world that we live in that feel really dark, that feel demonic that feel not a place that we want to inhabit because what the places that we want to inhabit 
we want them to be full of joy and, and happiness and peace and comfort and life. And John is saying the same thing. There is a need for somebody to come and he is making the way for that person to come. And ultimately, that person is Jesus. He points to Jesus. Read the passage in John, and we will see so clearly that John is saying to some of the disciples that are following him, go to Jesus, follow Jesus. I've seen the saviour of the world here in our midst, follow him. Again, to put that into a bit of context, um, John the Baptist was a teacher and teachers at that time in first century Palestine, they would have had people who followed them, who wanted to learn from them. Those teachers were called rabbis and those rabbis would have uh, probably the best way to describe it in our modern languages is apprentices, apprentices to the rabbi. And John the Baptist was no different. He had apprentices following him. They were learning from him. They were seeing John teach and uh, baptize, baptism of repentance rather than the baptism that is the Christian baptism of today. A baptism of repentance. And they, and they see him do this. They see him interact with people. And they, choose, uh, they are choosing to follow him. They want to learn from him. But look at verse 37 of John chapter 1. Because John basically points to the people that are following him and is saying, don't follow me. Follow Jesus. Now, just notice what happens in the following verses. Those disciples of John literally drop everything. They are convicted to follow this person, Jesus. Because John has been teaching that somebody is coming, a Messiah is coming. And then John identifies Jesus and he says, he is the guy that you need to be following. He is the one I've been talking about. He is the one I've been prophesying about. He is the Messiah. Follow him. And these guys, they follow him. Why else would they do anything else than follow who John is saying is the saviour of the world, the Messiah. We see one of those people is Andrew. He's named in that passage. And so Andrew has that choice. And he has the choice to follow Jesus. And that's a choice that Andrew makes. He makes the choice to follow him. But, but not just that. I love this about this passage of scripture. Not just that, because Andrew goes and gets his brother, Simon. He goes and gets his brother and he says, come and see. This guy that John the Baptist and the scriptures have been pointing to is finally here. The saviour of the world, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The Messiah is here. Simon, I've seen him. Come and see. Verse 39, come he replied, and you will see. And what does Simon also do? 
he goes with Andrew, making a choice to come and see. And when he sees Jesus, and Jesus gives him the opportunity to follow him, Jesus calls him and says, follow me. Both Andrew and Simon make that choice to follow Jesus. So we're in the departures lounge and we have choices to make. And this is a significant life choice that people have to make, whether to say yes to Jesus, I believe in you, I put my trust in you. I'm gonna repent, say sorry of those things that I've done wrong. I'm gonna give them over to you, Jesus, as we saw in the first session of this Weekend at Home series, where Jesus on the cross took away the sins of the whole world. I repent, I give them to you, Jesus. I want to live as a follower of you. I am convicted, Jesus, that there is something about you that I want to learn more about and to follow. And friends, the promise is that when we say yes to Jesus, that we will have life and life to its full, both now and for eternity. It won't always be plain sailing as a Christian, but in the trials and discomforts of life, we will know that Jesus is living inside of us through the power of his Holy Spirit. Or we have a choice to say no. That we've been presented with the information of who Jesus is, why he came and what he came to do. And it just doesn't sit right with us. And we say no. Friends, that's a choice that God allows us to make. And I know from my experience of saying yes to following Jesus, comparing my life after that dedication of saying, yes, I believe and trust in you, Jesus, compared to the life I led beforehand. I mean, nothing compares. Nothing compares. It's as if the world is in color now. Whereas prior to me saying yes to Jesus, the world was a, was a haze. It was sort of black and white. It didn't have the depth and breadth of all that this world offers to us and the gift of life that Jesus gives to us. Friends, the choice is yours. But the choice can be now. So I'm going to say a prayer. And if in the midst of this, you want to say, yes, Jesus, now is the time that I want to say yes to you. And just like Andrew and Simon, I want to turn and follow you. Just repeat this prayer in your heart. This is a prayer of saying yes to following Jesus. If for you, there's just still some barriers and things, I'm also going to pray for you that as you continue to explore who Jesus is, that he will reveal himself to you so that you can know the depth of love Jesus has for you. Let's pray together. Jesus, as Andrew says in John chapter one, he says, we have found 
the Messiah. Lord, I pray for those people watching this, that if that resonates in their hearts, that yes, they have found what they have been looking for in you, Jesus. That right here and right now, with the choice that they have to make, that they say yes to you. That they turn and repent. They say sorry for their sins. And they say, Jesus, I want to follow you. I believe and trust in you, Jesus. And Lord, for those who continue to explore what it means to have a faith in you, Lord, I pray that you will reveal yourself to them through the power of your Holy Spirit. And they would see what it is to have the love of you, Jesus. The eternal Jesus, the one who was there in the beginning and will always be the creator of the universe, that they know that deep in their hearts. We ask these things in your name, Jesus. Amen.